ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. I'm Janice Porter, your host, and my guest this week is somebody I've been trying to pin down for a long time, and I'm very excited to have and to call him my friend. My friend and my colleague, Dustin Woodhouse, is with us today. Please say hi, Dustin, before I introduce you formally. Well, hello, Janice, and thank you. Yes, I apologize for uh, playing hard to get, but uh, it's the nature of... uh... I think all of our lives these days. Yeah, no, no apologies apologies needed. Um, Dustin comes from the world of mortgages and the mortgage broker industry. And when I asked him uh, for his bio, he was, as he always is with things like this, very succinct. And um, I think it's kind of fun because it kind of uh, puts into perspective um, kind of the, the journey in like one sentence. He's funded 1,695 files as a broker in 10 years, which I'm guessing is huge um, if I do the math, and is now the president of the nation's, that is Canada's, fifth largest um, broker network, um, and is the author of a series of books called Be the Better Broker, and in which I think he's not so succinct because he has three volumes for that um, (laughs) series of books. So um, there's lots to talk about from just that one thing. And so I welcome you formally, Dustin, and thank you for uh, deciding to join me on Relationships Rule. You bet. Well, hey, I'm 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 a huge fan of the disc personality uh, profile, and uh, I just just I'm sure you're very familiar with that whole thing as well. And I just finished a book the other day called "Surrounded by Idiots," and it's written oh. by a gentleman who made a business out of you know the disc profile, uh, using it with businesses and coaching programs and everything else. And listening to it and going through all the details. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually giving you an example right here, right now, as I'm talking about this. I am basically somebody who can give you a thousand word answer with seven totally unrelated points to a single question. So if we're going to do this in 30 minutes, that's probably about three questions. Oh, that's too funny. Well, um, I actually want to start with something I, I see on your, um, your Facebook daily thoughts. And I just saw it from July 11th. And your, your post that day was be a builder of relationships and of other people first and foremost, anything else you're trying to build a business or a life flows from this foundation accordingly. And then you have a, an image around that as well. And of course, that's exactly where I fit and sit and why I love what you do, because that's what I'm all about. Be a builder of relationships and have everything else flow from that. So how do you, how do you use that in your training? Because you're a trainer, I think, like me, first and foremost, you love to teach. Yes. Am I correct? Absolutely. I I mean, I, 
I, I've tried to stop saying that I got lucky uh, with what I did in brokering because it's not luck. And then that's, uh, it's, it's actually really a discount to somebody to say to them, like, oh, wow, you're so lucky. Uh, because there's usually a whole lot of blood, sweat, and tears behind what looks like lucky, right? Like they always say that the overnight success that only took 10 years and then exactly. success. You know, that, that's often the way. And uh, yeah, I really do enjoy walking brand new agents and brokers through sort of the, the two-year, three-year, five-year vision of, of, of this industry. And the core of it really is relationships. And, and without question, the people who jump into our industry and take off like a rocket ship do so because of all of the groundwork they've laid beforehand without even realizing they were laying any groundwork right those relationships right exactly and i have to say though like when i first met you um i was um you you were actually very generous when we first met and invited me to speak at a uh, um a uh, industry event that you were speaking at and um, that's when I actually first met you in person there. And I think I was speaking about LinkedIn. I think, I think it was, yeah, yeah, it was LinkedIn. I think I was speaking about LinkedIn training and um, you were doing your thing. And I remember, I do remember this, you were sitting beside me at the table and we were, you know, there were people speaking and you were writing your notes for your uh, presentation as, as you were sitting there. And what I, what I, felt about that because of course you delivered an amazing presentation is that when you're speaking about something that's in your blood when you are so comfortable about it it's not that you had to write a speech out you just wanted to have your talking points but you were able to do it so quickly because because you're good at it and um no you are there's no question and to that end you, you are an incredible influencer in your industry. Um, and I have to share this because I just, before we got on air, I asked you if you knew this, this person and you said, no, not sure. And I said, well, I'm not surprised because I, we are connected, you and I, through another part of our businesses that um, we, I guess, walk the walk in terms of nurturing relationships and keeping relationships alive. And and that's through um, a system of uh, greeting cards and gifts that are sent out to people. And you mention it in one of your books and one of your Be the Better Broker uh, books uh, in discussion about the power of relationships. And these people read it in your book and they sign up because you influence them so immensely. They, and they, uh, they sign up and they wind up connecting with you because I, that, you know, I created that mechanism where exactly. when they sign up, they wind up landing in your lap because I'm, I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm not really great at capitalizing on a lot of things in life. Uh, but I just, I like to connect people with someone who has the time to help them and is an expert at that thing. So yeah, when it comes to send out cards, anyone who inquires with me, I, I just refer them over to you. Yeah. Go. And it works. It's great. And, and uh, uh, I've met some, very cool people, some great mortgage brokers, and a lot of newbies. Now, how do you take those newbies um, and teach them those skills, though, um, that will that will help them be successful? Because I, I know that 
I heard this the other day and I can't remember what the other D word was. Oh, I know what it was that somebody said in a presentation, I heard something about, you know, your dreams and discipline. And it's really the discipline piece that will make you successful, not the dreams. So how do you teach people those things? Well, yeah, that's, that's um, a difficult question to answer in some respects. Because I, th I think that a lot of people put themselves in positions or find themselves in positions. I mean, I would argue we put ourselves in every position that we're in, but a lot of people feel like the world happens to them. They don't happen to yes. the world. And uh, so, so we'll, we'll go with that, that mindset. They find themselves in a position where they've got bills to pay. You know, they've, they've got bills coming due. They've got to earn a commission. They've got to make something happen. And so they're hungry and they need to close a deal, whatever, whatever business they're in. We can, we can keep it really general. It doesn't have to be mortgage specific because uh, I think this applies in, in all realms. And so they're pushing for a sale. They're trying to sell something and they're usually trying to sell a thing. They're not thinking about the fact that really what they're selling, what everyone is selling is themselves. You know, I had a conversation this morning with a gentleman where the numbers between our companies just haven't gone anywhere. And before the conversation, I'd never spoken with him before, I'm looking at the thing, the product, and, and I'm just, I'm discounting it. It's like, I, I don't see the value in it. Where are we really going to go with it? But then I got into a conversation with him and we connected on a couple different levels. We shared some, you know, uh, travel stories because he's, he's a veteran of the air, like myself. We were both road warriors for, for quite a while. And we started connecting on a personal level. And I really like the guy. And so I come away from the end of a 30-minute conversation thinking, how can I send him more business? What can we do? How can we re-leverage things? Whereas before that conversation, I'm thinking, we just we just need to wrap this up like this is not going anywhere over the last couple of years what are we going to do but again that personal connection so and, and and i think he he wasn't overtly trying to you know sell me on him or anything else it was just it was a pre-scheduled call we connected we had our conversation and, and as i say i came away from it though feeling that much more connected with him and invested in his success and now i want to help him and i think that's what people they they miss out on especially in the early days you know you, you get hired at the car lot or you become a life insurance agent or you become a mortgage broker and you think your goal is to sell that service or sell that product it's not right it's like and, and i know i'm just speaking your language here but it is it's all about building those relationships and it isn't even about whether you close that person on something today tomorrow next year or two years from now are they coming away wanting to help you? Mm -hmm. and, and if they are, then they're going to talk about you as somebody else. And mm -hmm. they may not work with you today, but the somebody else they talk to who they drop your name with, that person may wind up working with you a whole lot sooner. And so this is really my, my big way. This is actually, you referenced my Daily Thoughts album. So I would, I would email myself something like all of that ramble of what I just said. And then I would work on it for a week, sometimes a month, sometimes longer to compress it, compress it, compress it into like two or three short sentences that I can take a little frame of and post on, on, on Instagram or Facebook. And I would compress everything I just said there to something like 
the best way to get a referral is to give a referral, right? So you referenced the, the thought that I put out there on July 11th. Every interaction we have, we are either tearing someone down or building someone up. Mm -hmm. There's no middle ground. You're, you're, you're either helping them or you're hurting them. There's, there's no middle ground. You're either testing the trust or building the trust. Like it's, that's just kind of how that, that works with human interpersonal relationships. And so, so who can I give business to? That's the best, like when you're hungry for business yourself, the best thing you can do is feed somebody else business. It's so true. Um, however, something else you just said, I, I want to ask about further is, um, so with the, a lot of people today, I, I'm actually noticing there's a lot of people going into the mortgage industry as a second career now, like more, so they're not so much the young uh, startup person, they're startup, but it's a new sort of maybe even a retirement career, you know, but with the young ones in particular, how can they even understand or learn the concept we were just talking about when they don't have phone calls, everything is text, everything well, is in them. Well, it, I'm saying really is, well, to a lot of them, it is. That's their first mode of, of conversation is text. And to me, that, that the emotion isn't there. So I, I mean, I always like to push back on that a little bit because I know 50-year-old, 60-year-old, 70-year-old people who do not like to pick up the telephone and call anybody ever. And texting okay. was like the greatest thing ever when it arrived <laughs> because they don't like interacting with, with, with humans. If they can avoid it, they want to avoid it. And uh, I, I can remember like a close buddy of mine. He, he would always be like, uh, so what do you think we're going to wind up doing this weekend? And I'm like, I don't know. What am I, like your social director? And he's like, well, I just, you know, you're, you're, you're calling people and talking to people. Like, where's the party? I'm like, I don't know, why don't, why don't you phone Nikki up or whoever and, and find out what's going on? No, no, you phone. And, you know, I was always the one to pick up the phone and call around and in, in that little relationship there. And so, like I say, it's, it's interesting to me that millennials, I think, get a bit of a bad rap for not okay. wanting to interact. Because I have sat at, at tables at different events where the millennial more than one time has said, if I hear one more old person tell me I don't want to talk to people, I'm going to lose my mind. Like, I don't like texting. This is like a 28-year-old, you know, sitting there next to me. I, I always remember the one in particular in Toronto. It's like, I want to have a real conversation with a real human being who understands how to help me. And in the, in the mortgage space, yes, initially you can get a lot of texting, which is useless. Hey, Janice, what's your best rate? Like, it's not about the rate. There's yeah. so much more than a rate to a mortgage. And, mm -hmm. and Canadians don't understand it, right? I mean, I just did a, a little rant a couple of days ago on this whole winter is coming. Like, that's like a marketing ploy. Like, we're always <laughs> hearing, like, the end is nigh, right? Yes. And media constantly creates this fear. And that fear builds into basically a mindset in Canadians in particular a five-year fixed mortgage. It's like, like Canadians, I, I would say a, a huge swath of them, they don't even think there's a different type of mortgage product available. Like they think it's like five-year fixed. That's it. That's like the one mortgage you get. There's no other mortgages there. Of course, there's a wide range of terms and there's fixed and variable and open and closed and all the rest of it. 
but that feels safe because look at all the things that might happen. And well, that's the Canadian mentality, right? Yeah, safe. Yeah. Let's be safe. Yeah, yeah, the perpetual environment of fear that, that we live in. Who's selling you that fear and why? So in a text message of what's your best rate, there, there's no way to unpack prepayment penalties, the volume of clients who actually break their mortgages early and trigger these massive penalties, which contribute to the billion dollar plus per quarter profits of the institutions putting that product out there and marketing that product. I mean, when you think about it, if you've got a shareholder owned profit driven corporation, who, who are they beholden to? Not the client, the shareholder. So who are they presenting the best solutions and the best products for? The shareholders, not the clients. Like it's not about what's in your best interest as a client, it's about what's in the best interest of the shareholder. And that's just survival. But people don't see that. And, and so again, I mean, see, as I told you, thousand word answer with different points, but, but millennials, as I say, overall, I think they do get a bad rap for only wanting to communicate by text. And, and I, I suggest that we move away from text as fast as possible with something as simple as this topic is far more complicated than I can articulate with two thumbs. You're so Let's good. connect for a conversation. And the resistance in connecting for a conversation uh, in the mortgage uh, world in particular is very low. Like, oh, you, you, you want to talk with me? Because mm -hmm. if you think about the other part of the, the dynamic of the world we live in. How easy is it to get a live human on the phone to fix the problem you've got with your internet, your cell phone bill, your credit card charges? How easy is it to really get a live human that can tell you what you need to know? Not easy. No. And so no. here in mortgage world, operators are standing by. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you, um, you went from being in the trenches and, and, and breaking every, you know, um, uh, stat around being the best broker because you were disciplined and you worked hard and you did all these things. Now you're, I, I kind of think about, um, my background is teaching and, you know, you're a teacher and you're, you're working with the kids and then you want to become an administrator and then you become an, a principal or a vice principal because you've worked in on that line. And now you're so far removed from the kids it's a different world. I feel like that's kind of what, what you chose to do in the sense that now you're running a company of, you know, many mortgage brokers. Are you, are you able to keep close to the fire because of the other side of, you know, your training type, your, your everyday, um, uh, uh, what, did, what do we call them? Your daily inspirations and think, daily thoughts and the things that you do. You know yeah. what I'm asking you. Well, well, I mean, as you know, I've got my my own daily, well, three days a week we're down to now. Uh, Mondays, we do a, a mastermind, a live mastermind session that I host. It's open to the industry. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm doing an interview every, every morning at nine uh, Pacific time with somebody like yourself or another broker or a, a service provider, a lender, an insurer, et cetera. So I, I do keep my finger on the pulse to that extent. But the unique thing about the, the company that I chose to go work with, Mortgage Architects, mm -hmm. was that we actually have a little bit of a different model than most. Most are creating franchises. 
So the president of that company might interact with 50, 100, 150 franchise owners. But then the brokers that work within that franchise, they're interacting. It's more of a, a hierarchical, hierarchical system. They're interacting with the broker owner. Like a pyramid? No, I'm just yeah, Well, I wanted to avoid that word because that's I know. not, oh, I know. I not just, really I just, applicable, but... But but yes, it's 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 that standard shape. Yeah, let's yeah. Say. Yes, um, yeah. So so the difference though with what we do at Mortgage Architects, we have what we call a corporate model where we technically have the single biggest brokerage in Canada, where we've got, I think actually at this point it's just crested a thousand mortgage agents nationwide under one brokerage license. And technically, there are sub teams, and a lot of those agents can go to their team lead inside there. But at any given point, any one of them can email me, text me, phone me, et cetera. And, and it's interesting because, of course, I think a lot of them think, ooh, well, I'm not going to reach out to the president of the company. Um, and the ones who hear this will perhaps change their mind on that, to, much to my, my challenge, I suppose. <laughs> But I'm, I'm, I'm a, an open book. I've got an open door. I answer every call I can. I reply to every email, uh, certainly that comes from inside my own team, uh, usually the same day. So I'm actually very accessible. And so to your question, you know, I, I haven't really removed myself completely to the point that I actually, in the last month, have been on conference calls with an agent and their clients. Because oh, the wow. agent has just gotten gotten into a situation with a client that is so complex and so complicated, and maybe it's their 11th file or their 211th file. But to your earlier opening point, yeah. like I got 1,695 that I was the face and the voice of mm -hmm. uh, behind me. So mm -hmm. I haven't, and and even that doesn't mean I've experienced everything. Like the, the mortgage landscape is so complex and so complicated. Like no app is replacing us anytime soon. It, it is a very complicated world. And, and so as I say, I'm still finding myself right in that frontline conversation directly. I like it. Client. I like, it. I like that. The, the majority of them are with the agents and brokers themselves, just giving us some language, some tools, some assistance. Uh, well, you know, hey, I, I was in a similar situation. Here's the language I use to, to explain it more clearly. Oh, perfect. Okay. And, and off they go. And, uh, and I, I don't think I would have taken the role if it was going to put me up into some ivory tower. You know, I don't like golf. I, 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 you know, he'll never find me on a golf course. I, I, not my, not my dream. You ride bikes, don't you? You ride bikes, right? Your uh, yeah, you'll find me in the woods on a dirt bike. I mean, I might cut across a golf course. Uh, no, I, I would never do that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like to get off into the woods, and you know, generally, I'm doing that uh, solo. That's uh, that's that's the disconnect time. But as I say, I, I don't I don't enjoy sort of that that corporate life and, and those types of perks, I guess, that come along with what people perceive the role. Sure. In, you know. I like being on the phone, in my inbox, interacting with, with my people all yeah. day, every day. I just uh, Well, and, and I think um, to your, I don't know if it's to your credit, I don't know if, if which came first, the chicken or the egg, but I've met your, your corporate uh, executive team and they're all awesome people. And, you know, I think that there's no luck there. That, that, that is, again, you know, um, 
you have to have good people around you and people that have the same values and um, all of those people, the four people that I'm thinking of that are the VPs, um, yeah. amazing, you know, amazing people. Yeah, and, it, uh, it is great. I mean, we've, we've got five VPs uh, of broker relations. We have a VP of operations and, uh, and a head of compliance now at this point. So there's, there's about seven of us sort of a, a, a certain tier where we're, we all have things in common that we're dealing with. And yeah, to get those seven people together, um, or the eight of us together, there's never a, a like, oh, geez, yeah, but you know, there's that one person we're going to have to like accommodate or tippy toe around. Or it, it is a great, great team, and they've all come into into this with eyes wide open. That it's not a, again, it's not a sales position; it's a relationship position because it isn't just about hey, come join our brokerage, thanks, goodbye, and on to the next person. It's, hey, come on in, come join our brokerage and then, like, like hang out right here for a few minutes and we'll, let's talk a little more and don't go far. And I won't go far. I'll be right here if you need me. So it's a little bit of a different dynamic, um, which, you know, has its own stresses because uh, on the one hand, they've got, you know, targets to hit of, 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 you know, helping grow the company, but then at the same time, they have to take care of the people they're bringing in. So it's like inviting more and more people into your house party you can only mix so many drinks and cook so many burgers and hot dogs. And now you got to cook some vegan ones. And, and then you got to have some gluten-free buns. And then you got to have some non-alcoholic drinks. And you got to have some gluten-free beer or whatever. Like it just starts getting more and more complicated as the party grows. And you know, we've gone from 1,300 to over 1,800 people uh, within our network over the past two and a half years. That's amazing. That's awesome. It's, um, it's good. But like I say, uh, yeah, yeah, the house party is really rocking <laughs> well, and I've talked to quite a few of uh, the new newer brokers in the last little while who have come on board with send out cards. And when they've come on board and I talk to them about, you know, the value of the connection in a different way, when I talk to them about going from the head to the heart, about doing something unexpected, you know, showing appreciation and kindness to um to your new prospect even it may not even be a client yet you know you've had a conversation about mortgages you're not even sure if they're going to choose you but send them a card to show because you'll stand out from the crowd they'll agree with you in concept but they think they're too busy they're too busy to do it when it counts and i i still struggle and i've been doing this for a long time but i still struggle with taking people over that line. I, I'll send them a card and they'll love that. But where does it go? You know, how do you get those people to see the power of that relationship building exercise? Well, you know, and I think part of that, um, I'll answer from a personal perspective. I think part of the challenge there flows from our personality types. So I'm, I'm a huge fan, you know, as, I, as I've mentioned. We're back where we started. I and yeah, yeah and, and understanding who we are. And yeah. uh, so earlier I was chatting with uh, this gentleman, as I say, the, the fellow traveler, the fellow road warrior. Yeah. And I was saying, man, like, you know, I had a checklist every time I was traveling. So I would look at that checklist, like passport. If I was going to do a presentation, clicker, backup clicker, two sets of spare batteries for each clicker. You know, my presentation on a USB in my suit that I'm wearing on the plane, in a USB in my backpack 
uploaded to the cloud also in my inbox. Like I was making sure I had backups for my backups for my backups. And as I say, it was all written on a checklist. And somebody would look at that checklist and think, whoa, dude, like you are such a high compliance individual. You're like, how come you're not an engineer or an accountant? No, 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 no. That's actually the lowest score on my personality profile. I am the last person you want to build a bridge for you. All right. Like, like that's not a bit. Well, actually, I'd probably build a pretty great bridge, but I wouldn't necessarily design a wonderful bridge. <laughs> and I may never complete the actual design because I get sidetracked with something else. So I recognize that about my personality. And so it forced me because I couldn't be missing a flight. I couldn't be standing, you know, at customs going, oh, my passport. No. Like I had to be organized on those certain things. So what matters to you? So certain things matter more than other things. And what you're talking about is somebody who they may really value the transactional process and they've got a checklist of some type. It might be sticky notes all over the wall or whatever to make sure they get through that trend. They order the appraisal at the right time. And they make sure they upload their compliance documents to payroll. Like there's certain things that they know they have a checklist and they make sure they do. But to your point, in their minds, they think, yeah, absolutely. I should send a card out to every single person who ever interacts with me. I had a system where I sent a card out to every single referral that I ever, like the referrer, every referral source, every single time they made my phone ring. Nothing to do with whether I completed a transaction, got an application, nothing. If my phone rang and somebody said, hey, Janice told me to call you about a mortgage, this is the key part. I did not log in to send out cards and type a card and pick a picture and no, 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 no. I had someone else in my life who took care of that for me and we designed two different templates, template A, template B. And template A was for somebody like me. Short and sweet, boom, thanks man. And I think that's actually all it said. Yeah, thanks, yes man. it is, yeah. And, and a $25 Starbucks gift card went in there and boom, that was, it was done. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember a, a guy calling me saying, dude, you sent me like 125 bucks for the Starbucks in the past week. Like, just stop. Like, I'm good. <laughs> and I said, no way I'll ever stop. This is my system. This is my process. You keep the referrals coming and you're going to be in Starbucks for life, my friend. And, you know, he just laughed and was like, okay, okay, man, just keep it going. But that's how that went. And then I had the more sensitive, flowery, like, thank you so much for thinking of me card. That, and, and I sort of tried to recognize who wanted which one. Yes. But I didn't, again, log in and do that because I knew I never would. That's not my personality. I'm not into the nitty gritty little details like that. I had an email open and it sat there on my second monitor. You, you got to have dual monitors in my world. And yeah. I don't know how anybody operates without I agree. That. So it sat there on the other monitor, open for two, three days at a time. And as referrals came in, I added the name with template A, template B, and then I would hit send on that email two days, three days later to my admin person who would then make sure the cards went out. And so once or twice a week at least, I'm hitting send and that's all it was. Now, how hard is it really to type Janice Porter, template B? You know, like that, that took me like literally a millisecond to do that. Or, okay, again, not literally, I'm not a millisecond. But you know that, that, that the, the, the people starting out that don't have the, the luxury of having an assistant to do it, um, 
it's getting them to see the value of even, you know, whether it's their teenage kid doing it for them, right? It's that it is valuable. It is important that you say thank you, that you show appreciation because that's what spurs people on. And I realize we've gone over time. So I I think we better try and wrap this up with another hundred word answer, but no, just kidding. Um, Word answers, let's face it. Yeah, all right, thousand word answer, right. But But, but, um, but to your point, just on that key point, outsource, outsource, outsource. In our industry, there are lots of people that handle the outsourcing. And I mean, Janice, you're a great example of that. You're a great resource for a broker to leverage. Well, in fact, my next call is, actually with one of your, um, uh, ref- I don't, I think it's someone who read your book, but he's been a client of ours for several years and we do cards once a month and I help him do them. And he just says, send them to this hundred people this month. And you know, the numbers are, the names are already in the, in the system, but we just double check and we do a rotating system for his clients. Every month he sends out a hundred cards group A, group B, group C, and then we go. And so he's touching them quarterly, but we're now, we're getting more fun with them now than we did at the beginning. But, you know, it's, um, it's just, it's very cool to see that, that it's working because he said that's the only um, marketing he does. And every time he sends a card, the phone starts to ring. Yeah. Yeah. So, works you know right anyway it would be a realtor that like it was a new realtor that had sent me a referral i wouldn't google their address or ask them their address or email them or anything like no i would just put you know john smith template a uh, and then in the brackets i would say please google office address there you go yeah you google it and you input into and you upload then you create the database because i don't have time to and it's not even that i don't have time to it's that my personality is such that I'm moving on to the next conversation and my to-do list, it just grows and grows and grows. So hence the 3D system, a friend of mine mentioned that, and I've used this for years, done, delegated, or deleted. If you're not gonna do it yourself in, in the next five seconds, then you better be delegating it to somebody who's gonna do it. And if you're not delegating it, just delete it, just face facts. It's not gonna happen. Love it. Somebody to delegate it to find someone. Awesome. I think that's a great place to just wrap up. And I'm going to ask you to give my audience who are generally business professionals, sales professionals, entrepreneurs, um, one last piece of advice for today that comes to mind that will help them with their business. One. Okay. One. Yeah. Just one. Okay. go (laughs) Go, go into your calendar right now most of us are living and dying by our calendar everything is like a zoom meeting it seems go into your calendar right now look at next week's meetings that you have booked and cancel three of them because you're probably saying yes to things you shouldn't be saying yes to and way too often i get these messages typically it's through linkedin hey have you got time to have a coffee absolutely not like no way But the Canadian response, oh, yeah, sure, okay. You haven't asked who this person is. You haven't asked what the agenda for the meeting is. You're just meeting them for a coffee to get to know them better. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Go a little further. Do a little research. Like my response to those is I don't have meetings in person without at least a couple of phone calls in advance. And I don't schedule a call without a clear agenda. So what do you want to talk to me about? 
Right. And, and it's amazing how many people just go away. <laughs> it's like, well, like, well, well, what were we going to talk about over coffee? I mean, like, I, I mean, I'm not trying to be rude. I just, there's a lot going on. And of course, these days, I mean, I don't want to, I mean, I got both my shots, so I'm safe. It's fine. But I still don't read, I mean, safe stars. Yes. But, but I, still, I still, I mean, setting the pandemic aside and everything else, I was never a fan of the random coffee meeting with no agenda. They're just so inefficient. So, mm -hmm. so as I say, look in your calendar and I bet you can find three meetings that you should just cancel. And okay, it's hard for people to cancel meetings. Uh, I mean, two out of three people, going back to that profile, have that real strong green piece, right? Mm -hmm. That's high S, they're very kind. Not that I'm not kind, but they're overly sensitive and they worry too much about hurting other people's feelings. You gotta put the oxygen mask on yourself first. Yes. So stop overthinking yourself. Because when I think of that, I think about um, those extra meetings that you're saying to look at to cancel. They're taking away from when I actually should be doing some work on my business that I'm not doing because I'm filling the space instead with things I may enjoy, but they're not going to move me forward in the same way. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful conversation as always. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with my audience today and um we will put information in the show notes about how to get uh dustin's daily thoughts how to look at dustin's um books are you, you have a new one out you have a new uh, one out no not for not for a year and a half now i I've, I've been i've been doing a lot of writing but unfortunately it's not been quite uh, organized enough i got about three different ideas for three different topics and i keep adding material but I need to buckle down and just. That's okay. Um, I mean, you are so much of an influencer in your field, and I'm always coming across people that that uh, uh, listen and uh, hang on every word in your books. So it's amazing. Thank you so much again, and uh, thank you to my audience. If you like what you heard, please let us know. Subscribe, uh, leave a review. Always appreciated. And remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.